morning, and I uh, title it, The Gift of God. And I need you, as we continue to, to uh, develop this series, please invite your friends, invite your neighbors. We, we're working on trying to get our church uh, to be a place where you can invite your friends and bring them in to hear the word of God so that God will touch their lives. We really need to do that. Amen. The gift of God. Holy Spirit, I want to thank you. I acknowledge your presence here this morning. I ask that you speak. Your word says you have given me the tongue of the learned so I should know to speak a word in season to him who is weary. You are waking me morning after morning. And Lord, I thank you because you've given them, given them your people, ears of the learned, so that they can hear accordingly. In Jesus' name, amen. If you read in John chapter 4, uh, the Bible says that Jesus left uh, Jerusalem, that area, because he had been baptizing a lot of people. And he started going back to, to um, Galilee. And he had to go through Samaria. And when he got to Samaria, he was worried because he had been traveling for about six hours. And then he sat on a well. Jesus sat on that well. And his disciples went into the town to get some food. And Jesus, a man, but also God, he was sitting on that well. It was Jacob's well. And the Samaritans lived in that place. And Jews didn't have anything. They wanted anything to do with the Samaritans. And about 12 o'clock, six hours, a woman came uh, and to, to draw water from the well. And usually, Jesus was not only a Jew, but a Jewish rabbi and a man. And he don't talk to ladies, at least not in public. So a rabbi... A Jewish man, the son of God, sitting there, and she ignored him and started drawing water. And Jesus said to her, give me a drink. And I'm sure she was shocked. She wasn't expecting him to say a word to her. And she was shocked. And she says, how is it you being a Jew? A Jewish man. You're talking, asking water from me, a Samaritan woman. And Jesus replied in verse 10, If you knew the gift of God, if God would open your eyes to know the gift of God, that's why the title is called the gift of God, the gift that keeps on giving. Can I hear an amen? The gift of God. Jesus is the gift of God to us. And Jesus said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. And the woman said to Jesus, You don't have anything to draw with. The well is deep. Where are you going to get this uh, living water that you're talking about? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us this well? And he drank water from this well and his children also drank from it and his animals drank from it. Are you greater? Jesus said to her, anyone who drinks, whoever drinks this water 
will thirst again. But whoever drinks from the water that I shall give him will never, say the word with me, never thirst again. Never. And the woman would like that. And she said, give me this water so that I will not come back here to draw nor thirst again. Notice what was happening. Jesus, Jesus was asking from her natural water, but also offering to give her supernatural water. That's what Jesus wants to do. He is the gift that keeps on giving. He is the gift of God. He said to her, if you knew the gift of God, and he who, who is asking you to give me to drink, you would have turned it around and you will be asking. Because Jesus was the gift from God to us to, so that we can give him our natural life. And he takes that and turns it into a supernatural life. Life water. That's what Jesus was talking about. He is that gift. The Bible tells us in John 3.16... For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He is that gift, what Jesus said. If you knew that gift, Jesus is a gift to you as a person. A personal gift from God wrapped, delivered to your hand to be with you, to change everything that's negative, everything that's going down in your life, to change everything to be something that's pleasant and good before God and before man as well. Jesus is that gift from God. In John chapter 1, the Bible tells us, chapter 1 verse 1, if you go back to Genesis, it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That was Genesis chapter 1. But then in John chapter 1, the Bible says, In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. So there was somebody that was with God in the very beginning. He was the word of God. We got God the Father, we have the word, and then we had the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, the Bible tells us in, in the account of creation, that the Holy Spirit was hovering over the deep. There was nothing there. Darkness, void. It was just the Holy Spirit walking. And, but there was one that was with the Father, the word of God. And then in John chapter 1, he says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. There was somebody with God in the very beginning, before the creation of everything that you can see and you can't see. All of it, God, Jesus was right there with him. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. No doubt about it, he was God. He was truly God. And then if you go down to John chapter 1 verse 14, he says, and the word became flesh. That God took on flesh. And then he dwelt among us. He became part of our lives. He entered into our world forever. And let me submit to you, there is a man sitting right there on the throne of God today. A real man, just like us, sitting there. We have a man up there, and he's for us. Amen? He's for us. He became flesh and dwelt among us. 
and we beheld his glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Grace, all your sins forgiven. No matter how bad you have been, that's the grace of God that Jesus came with. He was full of it, full of grace and of truth as well. Truth is what sets us free. Jesus said, you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. He was full of great grace and truth. Now, if you go to Hebrews chapter 10, and I like to go to that. Hebrews chapter 10, beginning from verse 5. Hebrews chapter 10, beginning from verse 5. It says, therefore, when he came into the world, when Jesus left heaven and he came into the world, as a gift. Therefore, when he came into the world, he said, so Jesus spoke in heaven before he came here. He said, sacrifice and offering you did not desire. Sacrifice and offering you did not desire. But a body you have prepared for me. You see, God packaged his son to send to us. He was already alive in heaven. Jesus already existed, but then God gave him a body. He says God wasn't pleased with sacrifices. He says in burnt offerings and in sacrifices for sin, God had no pleasure. Then Jesus said, Jesus said, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me. To do your will, O God. So God packaged him and sent him to us as a gift. And that's why Jesus was telling that woman, he said, if you knew the gift of God, if you knew the gift of God, and who it is that is saying to you, give me to drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. He will give you living water. Many times people struggle to turn their lives over to God. He's asking for your natural water, your life. Give it to him. Give it to him. And when you give that to him, he gives you a supernatural life. He says that what the water that I will give to you will be in you a spring of water. Rising up into everlasting life. This water will take you all the way. The water that Jesus will give to you. Jesus is truly the gift of God that keeps on giving. He gives in every area of life. You may have bitter water in your life. Maybe in your marriage. Why don't you turn it over to him? Maybe in your finances. Why don't you turn that over to him? Why don't you give that to him? Your whole life, turn everything to him. He is a gift. He's going to ever be with you. But you, when I give you a gift, you have to receive the gift. Right? You have to receive the gift. Jesus is the gift of God to you. Receive this gift into your life. And you give him a gift also. You got nothing much to give. But he takes what you give. It changes it into something very beautiful. I'm going to talk about some things that this gift will give to you. Number one, 
This is the gift of life or light. You see, light and life to God are synonymous. They are exactly the same. In John chapter 1, verse 4 through uh, 5, it says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in darkness, and the darkness can, did not overcome it. The word comprehend means to overcome. In Jesus was life. Jesus said to us in John chapter 10 verse 10, I came that they may have life and have it more abundantly. In Jesus is the essence of life, true life. And that life is the light of man. And that light will shine in darkness. It will shine upon your marriage. It will shine upon your children. It will shine upon your finances. It will shine in every area of life. Your employment, he will direct your life. This life of God will shine in every area of your life. That's why Jesus said, let this light so shine that people will see that light at work in your life and they will give glory to your Father in heaven. But you have to receive that life. You have to receive that light. He is that light. I want to share a story with you. In John chapter 3, and I'm going to read this. I want us to be reading a lot of scriptures these days. Beginning from verse, John chapter 8, beginning from verse 3. It says, Then the scribes and the Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in adultery. I like this scripture going. It's so important because Jesus is that light. The light of deliverance and freedom. It says, Then the scribes and the Pharisees brought to, to him a woman caught in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, right in the presence of Jesus and the other men and everybody around, total shame and disgraced, they said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. Now Moses and the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what do you say? This woman was about to die. Her life depended on what Jesus had to say. Everyone agree with me? She was going to die. And to die a very painful death at this point. He says in verse 6, This they said, testing him that they might have something of which to, call, to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger, as though he did not hear. So when they continued asking him, he raised himself up and said to them, He who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. If you are without sin, you'll be the first guy to throw the stone. They heard him real good. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. He ignored them. He wasn't paying attention to them. Then the scripture says, Then those who heard it, they heard what it says, being convicted by their conscience, went out one by one, beginning with the oldest, even to the last. The oldest guy can remember how many sins 
and how many years he's been accumulating all those sinful stuff that he's been doing. So the oldest one decided this is not a good thing to do. He left. And when Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst, when Jesus has raised himself and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, Woman, where are those, who are, uh, where are those accusers of yours? As no one condemned you, she said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, This is where I'm coming. I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Now, Jesus was already teaching and speaking to the people when they brought this woman. And they were going to destroy her life. The scribes and the Pharisees made themselves the religious police. And they were out to catch those that were sinning, but they were also sinning as well. You see, Jesus didn't come to the world to catch sinners in the very act. They brought the, this woman to Jesus, and they were saying to Jesus, she was caught in the very act, but the one who was acting with her was not brought. And Jesus was saying, where is the actor then? Where is the actor? Who was she with? And Jesus delivered this woman this very day from the hands of these people because he was the light of the world. He came to bring light to us. And he declared it. After they left, I don't condemn you. He said to, her, he said to the people, I am the light of the world. He came to give us light. And that light is the light of life. That light will give you life and deliver you even from a painful death. Maybe in your life you feel like the accusers have gotten you and have thrown you down with a lot of condemnation because of the things that's happened in your life and you, you see no way out. You're about to die. They're about to take your life. Whatever that is in your life that is so difficult. Jesus said he came so that you might have life and so that you can have it more abundantly. He is the light. Let that light shine in your life so that you can be free from everything that the enemy throws at you. Jesus also came to give us rest. That's number two. To give us rest to our soul. The soul is the seat of the mind, the will, and the emotion. There are so many people today having so much trouble with their minds. Their emotions are raw, decision-making painful. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, he says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. 
having rest to your soul, having rest for your mind, having rest for your will and your emotions. Maybe you feel like nobody truly loves you. But Jesus truly loves you and wants to give rest to your soul. Maybe you feel depressed. Jesus wants to give you rest. A lot of people are oppressed in their minds because of the things that are happening to them. You have made decisions. Your will is not right with God. You have made decisions that have caused you trouble. But Jesus is saying, come to me and I will give you rest in your emotions. You don't have to be afraid of anything. God's going to take care of you. You don't have to be oppressed in your mind. God will give you that sound mind that you need. He came so that you can have life. He says, my burden is light. His yoke is easy. What we have to do is to take Jesus' yoke upon ourselves so that we can be free and can live a life of freedom from God. Jesus really wants to set us free. There's a story of a, a miner in the hills of California, and T.L. Osborne wrote about this. If you're troubled in your mind and troubled in your spirit, many, many, many people are already saved, but they are not re really at rest at this point in their lives. Everything is going crazy, and you seem like you can never put your hands around it. You try to put your hand around one problem, and when you think you're trying, you've already gained control of this problem, hopefully, and then you know seven others come up. And you're saying, where did this come from? And so we're constantly going, trying to take, put out fires, struggling to do things. Your children, they, that's one problem. Your finances, that's another problem. You're getting calls, people calling because you are in debt. You can't meet these needs. You feel, what am I going to do? How can I ever catch up? Jesus said, come to me. Come to me. Your marriage, whatever it is. You're sick in the body. You were well yesterday. Everything was going well. You were happy. All of a sudden, just a little pain. Now you're in trouble. Or maybe you visited the doctor. And they talked to you. They went through the test. You're a little anxious. And then you walk up and they're telling you, oh, we don't have good news. And fear comes in. But you got a gift from God. Amen? Jesus is that gift from God that can free you no matter what it is. It's never over until Jesus says it's over. In your life, it's never over. He is the one that God sent to you as a gift. He says, come, I'll give you rest. I'll give your emotions rest. You don't have to fear anything in this world. When you got the gift of God with you, God says, if God be for us, who can be against us? Jesus is the gift of God for you. He'll meet every need in your life, no matter how tough that need is in your life. Jesus is above. He is above everything. God cannot see a problem in your life and say, well, that's surprising. I never thought about that. He knew and saw those things before they came to you, and he promised, even knowing, I still will give you rest. I will give you rest. 
in the midst of that, I will take hold of your emotions so that you are not afraid because God is with you. And then Jesus is clear. The Bible is said, if God is with me, if God be for us, who can be against us? If I got the gift of God with me, I have nothing to be afraid. Paul said, not even death can separate us. Not even death can separate me from this gift. I gave myself to this gift of God. There was a miner in, in uh, the hills of California, and T.L. Osborne wrote about this. And I'm just going to read it. It says, a miner laid dying in a shark in the hills of California. That's in his house, little house. A Christian woman read John 3.16 to him. John 3.16 is, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He says, he opened his eyes. The guy who was listening to this, he opened his eyes and looked at her asking, is that in the Bible? She said, yes. And he said to her, does it mean me? And she said, certainly. It means you. He lay there for a while, then asked, has he said anything else? I like what I just heard. Has he said anything else? What else has he said? And she read John 1 verse 12 to, to him. As many as received him, he gave the right to become children of God. Then she said softly to him, he is speaking to you. The man opened his eyes and whispered, I accept him. I am satisfied. Then he died. Jesus is that gift to us. When you accept him, a troubled soul didn't know God. But when he heard God gave this gift, he really wanted to know, was that for me? Is God speaking to me? I'm saying to you this morning, whoever you are, Jesus was given to you as a gift from God wrapped in heaven, delivered to you. He wants to make his home with you. That's what the Bible says. Jesus wants to live with you. He wants to live in your house. He wants to minister to you. He wants to change your life. God came into that man's heart, and I believe he closed his eyes on this earth and opened his eyes in the very presence of Jesus in heaven after his death. Third thing, Jesus wants to turn sad situations in your life around. Sad situations in your life around. And I'm going to tell you about this, this story. There was a certain man in John chapter 5, who was sick and had been sick for 38 years. For 38 years, this man had been sick. 
And they had a pool called Bethesda. And a lot of sick people from everywhere came to that pool and sat by the pool because at that time, this was before Jesus went to the cross, at that time God had given, given them a promise that an angel would come at a certain time of the year. They had no clue as to when the angel was going to show up, but the angel would show up and get in the pool and stir the pool up. And the first person, it didn't matter what the, the person had, the very first person that steps into that pool will get healed. And this man had been there for 38 years. He spent most of his life by that pool, just waiting to get into the pool. Think about it. He may have got into that place while he was still a little bit young and strong, but he was not strong enough to get in the pool because only one person is healed, and he's got to be the first person that gets into the water. He was not able to do that. He had some hope. The first year he tried, I believe, he failed. Somebody got in the pool. He, he got a little discouraged, but encouraged himself. He was hoping the next year he could do it. The next year he couldn't. Somebody got 38 years later, he was still sitting there. I'm sure he thought, I'm going to die here. See? There's no hope. He's gotten to the place where he was totally hopeless. He even said to Jesus, I have nobody to put me in the pool. I got nobody. When I rise to get to the pool, somebody gets there first. Right now, at this time, there's no one to help me. I am going to wait, sit here, and die. Then came the gift of God. Amen? Amen. Then the gift of God came by. And Jesus went straight to him. He didn't say anything to anybody. I'm going to let you know. Maybe you're troubled in your heart. Maybe there are things that have been happening to you. And this thing has been there for a very long time. I want to let you know. Even though you are hopeless. Today you can have hope. Amen. God will touch that thing this very morning. How many believe? God's going to touch that thing very, this very morning and change your situation. No matter how long it's been, Jesus is coming by because he is the gift of God. God gave him, and he himself said in Hebrews, I'm coming in the volume of the book to do your will. You know what God's will is? He wants you to have abundant life. That's all he wants for you. The best of life on this earth. That's what Jesus came to do. Jesus spoke to the man. He said, do you want to be made well? He had his excuse. And then Jesus said to him, take your bed now. Walk. Go home. Life came back again to that man. Hope again. All of his dreams. The things that possibly as he sat down there hoping. Do you ever dream of things that you could do if certain situations are right in your life? How many are there? I do that. <laughs> I would do this and this and that. If I could. If I had this. If I could. If this. That's what we do in our mind. But let me let you know. The gift of God can make that happen. It's the gift that keeps on giving. The gift will give that to you. So everything this man dreamt, he wanted to do, 
If he had been strong, God gave that to him. And when God gives you a gift, he doesn't take it back. He delivers a precious gift to you. The Bible says the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. And God's giving you his greatest gift. And that gift is called Jesus Christ. Just like that man in the hill country, he says, I believe, I receive him. That's all it takes. That's all it takes to change situations alive, alive, make things to be right in your life. Jesus is here this morning and is wanting you to accept the gift of God into your life. Nothing else to do but to say like that minor, I believe, I accept him. As many as received him, he gives you the right to be a child of God. All you have to do is receive the gift. Amen? How hard can that be? God's not telling you to try to be holy. He says receive the gift of God that will make you holy. Everyone is a sinner. If you are righteous, it's because you have received the gift of righteousness. You receive the gift from heaven. You receive Jesus. That's all to do. And this gift will change you from the inside out and transform your life and make your life beautiful. That's why we are excited about Jesus because we have accepted him into our lives and he's changed our lives. He's changed my life. He's made my life to have a reason to live. I have a reason to live because I've accepted the gift of God. Jesus said, if you knew the gift of God, and who it is that is saying to you, give me your life. Give me that natural water. Let me make your life supernatural life. Amen? So that unusual things will happen in your life. Unexplained things will take place in your life. You have supernatural healing. God will put your family together. God says, if you accept this gift, my father the Son and the Holy Spirit will come and live with you in your house. I have him in my home. Amen? Do you? I have him in my home. He's there with me. Troubles attempt to come in, but my master, he's standing. He is the rock. All we have to do is accept him. All we have to do is accept him. As many as received him, this gift gives you the right. No matter how huge your wickedness has been, God says, I don't see that. I see a beautiful man. I see a beautiful woman because they have accepted my gift. You make God happy, proud when you receive his gift. Why would you reject his gift? Bow your heads with me this morning. All eyes closed, nobody looking around. Yes, you're a Christian. You're a Christian. But you know there are things in your life that are not right with God and you really would like to draw closer to God. That's what you want. God himself wants to draw closer to you. The Bible says draw near to God and God will draw near to you. All you have to do is acknowledge that you want God in your life. Receive this gift, the gift of life, Jesus of Nazareth. 
by accepting him, receiving him this morning. All eyes closed, no one looking around. If that's you this morning, why don't you put your hand up quickly? Put, on your, put your hand up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I see that hand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I see that hand. Thank you so much. I see that hand. Four individuals wanting Jesus. Do you know, not only did I see that hand, guess who saw that hand? The Father saw that those hands up. And today, because of you, the whole heaven, you've brought joy to heaven. Jesus said there is a great joy in the midst of the angels for every one person that says, I want God in my life. And I know you meant what you said. And I'm not going to try to bring you up here. God saw your hand right now. Let me let you know this. He has written your name in the book of life. No devil can tell you you are not a child of God. No devil can tell you you are going to heaven. If you die today, heaven's doors will swing open. And you're walking. And your father will say, welcome home, my beloved child. That's who you are. Thank God for your life this morning. All you need to do, please, come back again. We're not just looking for membership. We want to train you so that we and feed you so that you grow in your father's house and become a mighty warrior for your God. Amen? That's, all we, that's why we want you to come back to hear more of the word of God so that God will transform your life. I rejoice this morning, this morning. Can we give him a clap offering for days that have said, I'm going back to my God. I'm going back to my God. I need that gift to transform my life. And God is happy. The Holy Spirit is pleased. You know why? Because the blood of Jesus. God sees his son's blood and says, yes, this person has honored my son's blood. And I will come and live with that person. Amen. Stand up with me this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want everyone to say this prayer with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for the gift of Jesus. Jesus, I receive you into my life. I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died for my sins. I believe that you were buried and that you rose again. I believe that you are seated right now at the Father's right hand. And I also believe that my name is written in the book of life. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Let's give him a clap offering. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want to welcome all of those that came into the kingdom of God by drawing closer to the Father. Please come back. We love you. We want to share with you. We want to teach you so that you can know all your rights in the kingdom. You know you have a lot of rights in the kingdom? Yes. When a witch or a demon spirit comes into my home, I say, hey, 
I'm a prince with God. What are you doing here? Get out of here. And they leave. You got rights, amen? And you need to learn about rights. God bless you. We're dismissed.